Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today I have returning guest and good friend Kyle Ocasio is here. Hey! <laughs> I like that. That was We're so... in a good energy recording room, and I'm feeling good about this. We are in my living room. We've got a candle lit. Smells good. You know what I loved? Is that... So this is the first time Kyle's seeing my new home. I'm so impressed. She's a grown-up. I love you. She's officially an adult. I and I really appreciated that you appreciated my paintings and you took the time to look at them because not everyone does that. And yeah, it meant a lot to me because you were even asking like, what does that one mean? What is that one of? And well, they're so striking and they're so the colors are amazing. Thank you. Hold on real quick. Shane, did he close the door? (laughs) We also have our kids here. We should say that (laughs) we have our so so I have Shane obviously here. And then can I say your kids names? Yeah. Benny and Maya, who are amazing. So is Robert. Hold on real quick. He did not. He did not close the door. Oh. So uh, anyway, yeah, you have pretty amazing kids, and they're, they're all very weird. unique. Yeah, they're so different. I love so, them all though for their own. Like Shane and I were, because we haven't seen them in a while, and we yeah. were both talking about like what we love about your kids. Robert, Shane, at this point, and I don't really know as well as I did years ago. Yeah, but I, do I don't like, know him very well anymore either because he's 15 and he's strong headed and yeah. has his own. He had his own identity. He's really mellow. Like he's kind I of like, a mellow he's a cool kid. kid. Yeah. And it's interesting because our our relationship is kind of getting fun again. Whereas the last couple of years, I feel like he was just annoyed by me because like he's his identity is, you know, between like 13 and 15. It's like really important. And now. I feel like we're talking more about things. He has more interest in what I'm doing. So it's, I don't know. It's interesting. That's beautiful, actually. Yeah. yeah, no, it's, I feel like it's up and down. And maybe with Shane, too. Like, there's times where I feel like you can really connect with your kid. And then times where it's like, they just kind of want to figure out themselves. And the best way they can figure out themselves is to distance themselves from the people closest to them, their parents. So it's a bittersweet kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, and connect to friends their age. That yeah. they're learning new things with and... Yeah, and, and us not taking it personally. Yeah. Like being like, oh, it's so oh you hard. don't like me anymore? Oh, you don't? Oh, just, it's so hard. But we're good parents in that we let them still go and do that, you know? And I think it's important. Kids need to explore and have some space to explore who they are. Yeah. Have you their... ever actually said, like, Shane, I'm cool. Like, I've actually said that we to Robert. We got into that fight. And I realized how uncool oh, that is ago. to say. That's what he said to me. <laughs> I go, Shane, do you think you're actually cooler than me? And he's like, yeah. 
And I was like, are you serious? Like, do you actually think you're cool with me? And he was like, I do. And I got like wounded and I was like, I'm like just as cool as you. Like I'm following my dream. I'm a comedian. And he goes, oh, the fact that you have to like prove it. I feel like they're not impressed by that. Like things that like. That's a mind trick. No, that's, I literally was like, I was like, if I said to you that I would genuinely thought I was cooler than you, your feelings would be hurt. And he's like, all right, fine. We're equally cool. And I was like, I don't know if you mean it, but I appreciate it. Well, like Robert is, um, so Benny and Maya love that I do comedy. Sometimes they even come with me to shows. Robert was like, take your, the picture on your Gmail is a picture of your album. Take it off because now my teachers know what you do and I don't really want people looking you up. So he's like really, really, I, part of me thinks he's sort of kidding, but the other part is like, you know, he's afraid I'm going to talk about him, which I do. So <laughs> it's legit, but it's all, um, well, I get it. Cause like Shane, we haven't really run into that yet, but like, I think it's important. He must want his teachers to form their own opinion of, of him, him based on, right. Without absolutely. basing it on your personality. So and my ego's like, yeah, tell them to come to my show tonight. And then I'm like, no, wait, I have to just not do that. I have to step away and just yes. let him, you know, create the narrative that he wants to create. Cause that's what you do when you're 15 and you're trying to figure yourself out. And, and it's fair, right? It's like, it, we are powerful personalities. And our kids, in many ways, I don't want to say under our shadow, because that's a really dark way of putting it. But like, they're now being like, wait, I'm my own person, and I get to shine, and I get to speak who I am and create my own kind of frequency in a sense of what they are, while still very much loving you and still being very connected. So yeah, because we put ourselves out there in such a way, it's kind of like, can I just let this person have their own views of me without then because I'm sure some of these teachers would be like so like when's your mom's next show they don't want to yeah yeah they want to be yeah yeah no but it's it's funny too having a kid who's so kind of quiet and introverted where I'm not you know so it's so funny that he's so mellow and and I like it I watch him and I learn from him I'm like gosh he doesn't really seem stressed about what everyone else is doing and he's home and he's playing on a stupid xbox or whatever but (laughs) video games are important for kids I know I know a lot of them now get sucked in, but we got sucked into our own stuff. Whether yeah. it was TV show, you know what I mean? But I do think it's, I'm curious what you, if you think it's harder. Like I had my aunt tell me something about, oh, I think the kids do too much, you know, with the phones. And I'm like, hold on. You don't, Who's yelling? <laughs> Is that like a happy yell? I think so. Okay. Okay. But sometimes older people will talk about like, oh, my kids were so well behaved and they didn't need to do this. And and I'm like, you have no idea what it's like to raise a child in the digital gen. Like, this is hard. It's a whole different ball game. Everything is readily available to them. And Hmm. I think it's in a sense harder to parent with so much information coming in. I think it's always been hard to parent. I think so. But now, you know, it used to, there was never like the internet. There was never like so many sources of But there's the positive and the negative to that, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I think it's made it so much easier on us just as much as it's made it harder in the sense that you're saying. So it's like really holding space for both because when you folk, you know... I, if you if you go way too in the light of it, it's like a defense. If you go way too in the dark, it's a defense. So do you think that games are good? Like you're okay with them? Yes and no. I, I see the downside and I see the upside. And yeah, you can fight them and make your kid Amish if you want. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I like, would love to. <laughs> yeah, Maybe that's our to. next step is we're just like, get it, the bonnets. It's hard. I would get the bonnets. I'm telling you, like, it's so hard though, because no, even we with wouldn't. limits. We say that. We say that, but yeah. we're such like. 
I don't want to say social media whores because there are people that are way more intense than we oh, are. Totally, yeah. But well, for comedy, well, I feel like we have to be. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If I wasn't a comedian, I don't think I would have a single account. I really don't. I think I would. You do. It's easy for me to say that. And I do respect the people who've kind of avoided that and just stay in the real world yeah. all the time. Um, but I also enjoy it's there's something beautiful about being able to connect to people through these different whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. I mean, there's so many. There's something really beautiful about being able to touch your friends without having to necessarily call them but then there's the downside of well as long as I think it's balanced like I'm seeing you in person like I think we have a nice balance and and sadly I do have friends that I haven't seen in so long but I you know I feel like I know what's going on with them because I saw their vacation pictures or I saw their latest tweet or it's like and I I don't ever want that to replace the real genuine human interaction I think it can enhance it when it's balanced I Um, think I think Sometimes that's a beautiful thing because sometimes things are meant to fade. And there's some people you don't want to see. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I think no, we I, I think we're so hard on ourselves that we're like we beat ourselves up when we see something fading away, but it's not personal on either end. It's sometimes things have run its course. Maybe they'll come back in. Right. Yeah. You know? Emma Wilman one time said to me, ebbs and flows in relationships. And I was actually a bitch years ago in response where I was like, No, when someone's gone, they're gone. like that was my defense. Yeah. But I think a lot of relationships do have ebbs and flows, but some flow out for a long, long time. Sometimes mm. I, I want to say forever, but not, I, you know, I believe in life after life. So who knows how that dynamic can rekindle. But yeah, I was telling Maya today, you know, she was going through her typical like seventh grade bullshit friend stuff. And I said, I gave her an example of a friend that I've had for 25 years. I'm like, we had an entire year where we didn't speak to each other. And we rekindled it and she was like, I miss you. And I was like, I miss you. And whatever we fought about, we can't even remember. It was so stupid. And I don't see her all the time, you know, and, but it's like, it's a really positive relationship because it has gone through those ups and downs and you need that, you know, then you really fully know and understand a person. Yeah. It's like some friendships need, and it all can change. Like, and sometimes you need a break. Like I, I I was telling Maya, I'm like, you can like break up with your friends for a little while. Sometimes you need a space. If someone's like just, too much of a energy sucker like you just need some space from them and then you can handle them again but later. they might not be because that's the that's another defense of they're the they're just an energy sucker there might be an even deeper like you're meant to go apart to re what would you call it both of you are changing and you're going to re-enter it from a new, from a space. new perspective or, sometimes yeah. and if you don't have the space and you're trying to reset who you are like suppose you enter it where you don't speak your truth or whatever and then you're trying to Stand up for yourself. Sometimes it's better to like go separate ways, make the changes you want to take, take and then re-enter. And then sometimes not. It's like, yeah, sometimes the re-entry doesn't work or whatever. But yeah. Or sometimes you don't need the space and both of you can figure out how to change that dynamic. Breaks are always good. Like a little breather from someone, even if it's just for a moment. Like a day, an hour. Something, anything. Yeah. I always find that like if my kids do a sleepover or something, I'm like, I needed that. Like I I miss them and I'm glad they're back, but like I needed that space to think. And I think it's important that as parents, not just mothers, we allow ourselves to be like, yeah, I needed space. Like we almost feel, oh, I'm not a perfect mom because I needed space. And it's like, it took me a while to feel like that was okay. okay for me to do. And I it's my biggest regret like over the years that I didn't allow myself more time to do things or, you know, like take a trip. I had never taken a trip alone except when I went to court for punching the flight attendant. Um, that, 
<laughs> You're but like, I wonder where Maya gets her feistiness from. I don't know. I'm <laughs> yeah. so nice. Like, but you are, but you have that large range. When I'm you kind get of like a justice. War- I, it's funny because yes. I feel like I'm much more calm now as I'm as I'm older. But I I've always had this sort of rage against injustice, and it yeah. it infuriated me to the point where I couldn't even control my emotion. And I realized that's not a great way to go through life. Yeah. So I'm trying to be in control. It's like, I'm going to see and hear a lot of things. I mean, even just this past year in this living under this insanity of an administration, you look at stuff, you're like, what, what, what? But it's like, you got to control it. You got to reel it in and be like, what can I do that's productive and not just like flip out. And that's a struggle. That's, that's yeah. Real. It's hard when you're triggered in any way to say, and I asked my, so I had my teacher, um, which was like a big deal of my school on when this comes out, it'll be two weeks ago, even though, yeah. Okay. So, and I asked him, I was like, what's the right way when you're triggered, whether it's anger, jealousy, whatever, sadness, what's the right way to handle it? Do you sit with it? Do you express it? Do, you know? And he was like, he basically said like, well, it's, it's more in the way you ask that there's no perfect way to handle everything. And like, I got what he said it in a much more beautiful explained way, but I was like, Oh, I was already putting so much pressure on handling things right. And it's way more of a flow than that. Of like, okay, that's not the way. All right, let me try this way. All right, let me try this way. Yeah. And it's so much more forgiving to ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just being like, all right, that time. And maybe it's individual to the person and how they... Of course. Of- exactly. Yeah. Like for me, sitting with something... It's probably a good thing for me to do because as soon as something is not comfortable for me, I want to change it. I want the solution immediately. What yeah. do I have to do? And I've found that maybe if I just sit and the uncomfortableness, something will come out of it. But it's so hard for me to to do that. Yeah. So for me, that's kind of like my thing. It's like I've got to work on this. I've got yeah. to work on just like being okay with being shitty for a minute, you know? Yeah. We all get shitty for a minute or an oh, hour yeah. or a day. Like, and what I love about really seeing everything as your mirror is we go, we often fall so much into blame right away. Like, oh, it's yeah, like, totally, it's that person, it's that thing. And it's really hard work, but I think great to be like, what's going on in me that is co creating this? And it, it doesn't make that person yeah. innocent or perfect. But it makes it more of a dynamic or the relationship between the two. And then you can say, oh, okay, let me really look at what was my part in this? What am I getting out of this? What am I supposed to learn? And even if you don't know the exact answers, because most of the time you're still in that confused place, you just go, I'm learning something from this. Yeah, always. I think there's always, that's what I tell my kids. And I, you know, sometimes I just yeah. say it because it sounds smart to say, like, well, what can you learn from this situation? <laughs> I love but you, I, Kyle. <laughs> I have to reflect inward sometimes, too, because there's so much there's so many crazy things going on. I'm like, you know, we, we self judge. I'm like, why did I do this? And why did I do, you know, and it's like, OK, wait, I'm, how human. can I fix it? Like, how can I, you know, learn from it and maybe not do the same dumb shit again? I don't know. But see, it's right in there, too. I think one of your biggest lessons is going to be being nice to yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm trying. Like I, do, I got a massage the other day. That was nice. Does Go that count? Yes. Does it, <laughs> like no, it I really do does. Because I was like, oh, I shouldn't spend the money. I'm like, no, I need to. I'm tense and someone's going to die if I don't do this. So. No, that's exactly <laughs> in that realm of like, I want a massage and 
I deserve it. Like I work my ass off and then the guilt comes up. Oh, do you really need a massage? And working with that. Oh, look at the guilt that comes up when I do something nice for myself. And you just keep and that's where the kindness goes on in the deeper levels watching. I did something nice. And now all these systems, these systems are running. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I do. I'll stand up for myself. I'll set a boundary. Hey, Kate, do you want to do this thing? And I'll go, actually, no, I don't. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh my God, they're not going to like you. Oh my God, they're going to think you're this. Oh my oh, God, guilt. now yeah. you're going to never make it. Oh my God. And, and I watch them now and I go, oh, interesting. I stood up for myself. I said no to something that didn't excite my soul. And now fear and all these different modes are popping up. And I try to have kindness. Yeah. On That's myself. interesting. Like those fears and, and the guilt and stuff, how to drown that out. Because not drown I've, it out, include them. Like, oh, they're here. And then you just go, I'd love oh. to not, like if I say no, I actually canceled a show and the, it was a midweek. It was one of the days that it was freezing. And I, you know, I didn't think it would be a big deal, but I felt so guilty. Can you tell me what show we're now? For the, uh, you don't no, have I'm to. to. <laughs> no, 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 don't, 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 don't. But I, I really felt like afterwards, like, I wasted so much time feeling bad, but maybe I shouldn't have done it. I should have just gone. Like I should have either just gone or until I learn how to like stop feeling guilty about it. And I think, I don't know if that's like a thing that women do. Like we feel like, you know. I think it's men and women actually. I think, okay, so let me take that example. It's cold as fuck. Yeah. No, it was super cold. (laughs) And you're like, like literally we're animals. So animals in that cold want to hibernate and stay in. And I didn't really need the $25 that bad. So, of, you know. Of course. But even if you were getting paid a thousand, what, do you know what I'm saying? You <laughs> have I might have right. gone for that. Of but, course. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, even without that, it's already cold. And our right. animalistic parts go hibernate. Now, some comics, I had a show in, in one of the snowstorms. I went. I do think it wasn't a great move. I could barely see it on my windshield. The salt, like it was like a, one of those where I was like, you're going to die to tell a joke. <laughs> yes. And yet I really felt like I need to get out of the house. I'd yeah. been in my house for days working on some deep stuff. And I was like, I need fresh air. I need to see people. So I made the decision to just get out essentially. Yeah. But if I, do you know what I mean? Okay. So let's go back to you. You made, you said no for whatever reason, because there might've been deeper ones than even your conscious knows. And then all of these things come up and you're obsessing about it. For like hours. Yeah. Watch. It doesn't mean you should have said yes. It means you're starting to watch what happens when you set a positive boundary and you just watch it and you're like, oh my God, I'm like obsessing. You maybe you're supposed to obsess for three hours. So you can watch when I set a boundary for three hours, I'm in misery. Interesting. But that does not mean I should stop setting positive boundaries for myself. It's just going to take me time till I can set it and then go on with my day and feel happy. Yeah. But it's a process and you're starting it. So you don't want to like regret it. It's like, oh, well, this is the start of, if you don't say no to shit, Nicki Minaj said it in one of those MTV <laughs> documentaries where she was, she went to a photo shoot. They gave her like shitty pickle juice or whatever. Oh, that sounds and awful. she walked out and everyone was like, what a diva, what a diva. And she's explaining, she's like, no. If I start saying yes to pickle juice shoots, I'm going to get <laughs> pickle juice shoots. Right. Yeah. So you have every right for a $25 show in the cold. And there are many comedians in the city that can replace you. We didn't put them in a crazy bond. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's true. And it's just, but it's some weird other psychological level of, that almost probably has nothing to do with the person or the show or that it's more like, I should be superwoman and I should be able to do everything. Or say no to I mommy and daddy. You know, and I, Yeah. And I think the the pressure that I put on myself has been more so, 
you know, since having kids 15 years ago where it's like, okay, I still want to be an individual person. I still want to be a creative person. I'm a working parent. I have a lot on my plate. Everyone says, you know, you can't do this with kids. You can't be a comedian with kids. You can't do it. And it's like, no, I can do it all. And I feel like no one else is telling me that I have to do it all. I'm telling myself that and I'm learning that. So I'm sort of trying to let go and say, you know, it's okay. You don't have to say yes, or you don't have to, you know, you don't have to put your avails in next week. It's not going to, you know, you're not going to lose anything. Like it's okay. And it's hard to do that, especially after That's years so and beautiful. years of hustling. Yeah. Because it's a scary, it doesn't sound scary maybe to some people, but to even not give a week of avails, there's, because there's so many comics trying to make it in the city, you get this old system fear that's like, well, now you'll be replaced. Oh, one week. Yeah. 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 And you have to have faith in how special you are, how amazing you are and get rid of these old things that run in the entertainment industry. Oh, you got to be this, this and that. It's like, yeah, these are old systems and just being like, no, I'm allowed to take care of myself for a week. I hope there's new systems. I hope we're like creating. That's what we're doing. That's the evolving. That's happening. Because we were both talking. We're good friends with a guy, David Goldberg. And I love him. He's yeah. Like, People are evolving and waking up and feeling it. Shout out to David, who's, I don't know, but yeah, he's he's a brilliant man who's waking up and like, there are a lot of us that are like, oh, we don't have to live in this fearful old state that's telling me this is what I'm supposed to do. And like, it's beautiful to see people starting to wake up, see the old system and be like, I'm ready for more than this. We all mm-hmm. are together. And it's not like, I'm ready for more. So here peasants, you know, it, it's, it's like all of us. <laughs> yeah. Being like, okay, let's wake up to our power and what kind of world can, can we create where we're all thriving instead of this dog eat dog well, most people that I we think see in make, government. Most people make decisions based on really at the core, it's love or fear at the core, you know? So I'm trying to ask myself, is this coming from fear? Because I don't want to live a fear-based life. And I have there's many decisions I've made in recent years that were totally, totally fear-based. I see it. I own it. I'm like, ugh, I want to change that because it's not serving me. It's making, it's not making me happy. So, and I think that also just as a mom, you know, your kids need to see what you do, not just hear what you say. So it's like seeing myself doing things that I love doing, um, being in a career that I want to be in is a lot more inspiring than seeing me, you know, come home and pound a bottle of wine every night, which I'm not saying I'm above doing, but you know, even if you did both, I'm not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we're so judgmental. It's like you're, I, first of all, I think you're killing it. Obviously I've, I've loved you. We we've known each other for years and Kyle and I always vibed out. Always. Always. Yeah. Cause we're like down. Bitches. I remember that like, first show. I what think was, it was our first show. I think it was, what was that show that like Giulio Gallarotti used to do with Danny Palmer? Wait, was that? It was like a cordless microphone. Wait a second. Stupid. It was at a bar. What bar was that? It was actually pretty cool. It was like weird. It was cool, but it was like the people that were watching were all, it was just comics. (laughs) And there was like maybe a couple I don't always mind that though. I mean, you know what it was? It was the setup of the room, Kyle. Because the way you performed to the bar first. That's what it was. It was comics. And then to the left, it was like a room. So there were, there was sort of audience, but the audience wasn't facing us. It was a weird, it was a weird room and setup. The people that came were awesome because they put on some fucking, they put on some good people. Yeah. And I remember you went up and I hadn't met you and I was like, and you were were talking about, what was I talking talking about? about I'm nervous. (laughs) having a dick or like something no. like you had a di- no you were talking about oh, my mom stage. used to be a dad or something you had like you had oh a joke God. about a it was like one I of know. your early jokes 
Wait, hold on. Let me remember it. Hold on. Oh, be, when you become a mom, it totally changes how you think about things. Like I used to do, like I, wait, was it like, like I can't do dangerous things the same. Right. Because if I die, he doesn't have a mom. So what I do is I take him with me and then, wait, what? Oh yeah. I take him to a bar. He'll be my wingman. So if, uh, if and he was like, like three at the time or something. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. So that's what made it like, well, first of all, even at this age, it would be ridiculous. But like, <laughs> yeah, I said that he was my wingman at a bar. And if an ugly guy came up to me, he had a reversible shirt that said, I forget, but like when my mom used to be a dad, my mom's a dad, my mom is a dad. It stuck out. I just remember that. And I was like, oh, she's funny. And then I, and I remember like, uh, oh, I'm the only mom comedian in this business. Who is this girl? Did you really? I'm I'm totally kidding. No, but no, Um, please say that. No, No, I'm joking now. Listen to what I'm saying. (laughs) No, seriously. I'm so happy you actually said that. I'm being dead serious because I'm working on within the spiritual journey is about claiming the parts that say that even if you love the person. I'm being dead serious because it's both and we feel so guilty even having thoughts like that that we're like, push it away, push it away. And there is an animalistic part that when we (laughs) sense someone who we don't know yet and we go, because we're scared of our own identity in a sense, we're like, oh, now are we too similar? And it comes from a place of forgetting that there will be similarities but you are your own unique vibration. I'm my, you know what I mean? But these like, it's not an illusion of similarity because we're both moms, we're both comics, but we're also so uniquely us. But yeah. we do that. And I think we need to start in a joking way like you did, but real also be like, yeah, of course I have thoughts like that. Especially when it comes to like romance, you can like a woman, but if you see her talking too close to your man, you're like, I would like take him. God. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm saying in the kind of romance where everything, you know, the fire I'm I'm like, yo, bitch, back up off my man. But it could be someone I deeply love. But I'm like, do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, but we yeah, don't yeah. own that part because we were like, oh, my God, that makes me not pleasant. That makes me not nice. Oh, yeah. There's so many si- there's so many sides of myself that I'm like, oh, I don't like that I did that. Like, I, you know what I mean? I don't like that I think like that. Yeah. And I try, like I have a lot. I, in my stand up now, I say I think I animals. Look, I think I look really young for how bitter I actually am. Oh my God, and Kyle. it's so true because I'm like, I do feel like sometimes I'm like. People are like, how long have you been doing stand-up? I'm like, long enough to be bitter and jaded and pissed off that this shit is not at, you know what I mean? And I, yeah. it's like, I don't I don't like that. I mean, I turn it into a joke, so it's kind of funny, but. There's a lot of sadness but there's some sad- that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. But remember that that sadness isn't just about that. It's like probably sadness trying to come up from a long, long time ago. Because once again, the truth, and I mean this, this, I know it's going to sound airy fairy, but the truth is, is that we are all powerful beyond our belief systems. And not that I love everyone. I mean, I do in some aspects, I want everyone to thrive. I don't want people to be in pain, but like you are someone I actually love and know, and I believe in you. And one of the beliefs that really pisses me off in this industry is that you're on a TikTok, TikTok aging timeline. It's Oh, yeah, that's fun, isn't it? <laughs> it's not even real. It's not even real. First of all, you can make it at 18 and then trickle out and then make it again. And like, it's a journey, whether it's entertainment industry or whatever, whoever's listening, where it's a journey and there are ups and downs. And like, we're also just trying to escape our pain. Oh, once I make it, this pain or this void I'm feeling. So it's like, ultimately, we have to keep going in and figure out, famous or not, how to feel that happiness that joy we're looking for in our wholeness that even though it seems to be gone you're already whole as is with or without fame with or without what other perceived things you need 
And I'm not saying we all deserve to have good things. That's not, but like, there's not some easy magical fix. And it's stemming though from like a a self-worth of like, am I good enough? Am I what I thought I was to even start this journey? And I'm going to tell you, yes. And I don't say that to everyone. I mean, look, there are tons of people I do. When I love someone, I love them and believe in them. But like, I've believed in you and you have a sparkle. I mean, you already know this, so I'm saying it. But like when I was doing so, Kyle, I have to think about when this comes out. This might already pass. Kyle's on my next Dragon Sorcery show. January 31st. And I got to do, I always do these funky flyers where I I get to like feel into my people's energy on the show (laughs) and match them to like these fantasy and I love like, the body I had on the ferry. Well, I, I really like, felt, because first of all, Kyle might not feel his way. Kyle is so hot. Like, she's oh such God. a stunner. And like, thank you. I'm- I can tell that you've like forgotten almost. Like, you know it and then you forget it. And like, it was cool <laughs> doing this poster and picking, feeling into your energy and being like, this is what I see for Kyle. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder how she's going to react if she's going to think it's like her or like. Oh, I love it. I think con- it's great. Okay. I love it. Yeah, I just think, um, fuck all this like it's such bullshit yeah to be like i'm aging i'm aging i'm aging it's like we start that almost at like what 16 18 it's just I like know. can we just live and be and i kind of st- i i sort of wanted to embrace it like i talk about i mean it's a real thing like sometimes i talk about like gosh like if you were you know in your 20s and someone was always telling you you were hot your whole life or like even when i was a little girl like my dad always used to tell me that you're you hot know, that, well, <laughs> yes but he would say things like and I don't think he imagined it could be damaging, but he'd say th- something like, oh, you're very lucky because you're a very beautiful girl and things will be very easy for you. It's like, no, they're not. Like, that's not how, you know, he came from like the Mad Men era where that's like all a woman had to yeah. be. So now, you know, approaching my 40s, in my 40s, I kind of feel like I'm struggling with, okay, so what happens now when I'm not perceived that way anymore? And it's like, oh, great. Now I got to okay, get a fucking out. personality. I'm timing you out. I'm timing so, you out. But it's like, uh, that's just a, a thought process that has gone totally. through my head. Let me just say something. Like, you are still hot. You are hot. Thanks. You're going to die hot. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> if you at least are even able to hold that mentality. Well, I feel, you know, it's interesting though, too, is that, so I struggle Whatever with hot that. means to you, by the way. Do you know what I'm saying? But I feel, I feel good. I feel... I realize that there really is something in our society and not just entertainment or comedy. It's like something happens like when a woman turns 40, it's like, okay, like, you know, that's it. You're not, you're not going to be much anymore. And if you are, then you're like a cougar and you have to wear like leopard print and look like the women from Real Housewives. And that's like, I don't want that option either. Like, I just want to be a regular person and just enjoy my life but and Kyle, feel you good. Are right now. That's but I'm, I'm but I'm saying I feel I you're do. I feel good. I feel good. <laughs> I feel good. But it's just interesting the messages that you yeah. get. And I literally received that message. If you, I remember right before I turned forty, I'm like, oh fuck, like this is yeah, like so oh, sad. You know that we have that mentality. that we have that, and it's like, and I love to see like women in their 40s just killing it and it's like they are it is a myth. it's a myth it's like now and, and I'm so happy to see it's like oh okay I don't have to like shrivel up and die now I can keep performing I can keep doing stuff and my material is going to evolve and it's going to change amen and my, sister and my perspective is changed like you know I started doing stand-up when I was 32 and had you know three kids I, that that was 10 years ago my perspective has totally changed about what I talk about and what's important to me and thank god yeah you know so no, I mean, first so of all, my you're point a killer. Is, as insecure as I as, as moments come in and out of my head, which they do, I think for everyone. Overall, 
I feel a sense of strength, happiness, positivity. Like yeah. I feel okay. Like I don't feel yeah. horrific. I feel okay. No, I mean, sense. I think a lot's changing for you and shifting even as we speak. And after this, I'm totally going oh, into Kyle to- Saul. We're doing the whole tarot, <laughs> lighting some stuff. I can't wait. Well, yeah. So like, we'll totally do that. But I think, that, you know, if I'm going to feel into it now a little bit, you are, and I don't want to just say you, a lot of us. And it's been extra intense and even brutal for for some of us. For some of us, as these shifts are happening, because how would I explain it? If we're trying to ascend to a level, but we have we're holding on to a bunch of fears, the universe is going to give you maybe a kick in the dick, which I've had several. Kick in um, the dicks are great, you know, but they in a good way. At first, you think I've been punched by God, and then you realize, oh, this is helping me to look at these deep rooted fears that. I didn't realize we're running the ship and now I can alchemize them, heal them so I can get to the next level. And a lot of us are feeling these things and I think you're in there and I'm just happy to connect with you today. Like not just for the podcast, we were going to hang out anyway. And um, yeah, I don't know. This is good because I think a lot of people, especially a lot of women really think about yes. shit like this and it's good. And to men. Know oh, that's, that that's another no, it's true. And I don't mean to like isolate and be yeah. like men, but I, I do definitely, um, I definitely hear that from like other women a lot too. It's like, what happens to me now? Like, what's... Well, it's interesting because if we want to get weird with it, it's called the Sriantra. It's sacred geometry. What's the the actual geometry? energy, sacred geometry. I'm not doing math. The Sriantra is coming in. This is what it means. <laughs> the divine feminine's coming in actually to heal this wound. But it's not actually about feminine and male in the like dick or vagina. It's like this because everyone has this energy, whether you're a man or a woman. And it's affected all of us. So even men obsess and feel worthless. And we've created, because of this, of us blindly being in these wounds, we've created this situation that we're now looking at. That's been going on for years and years. So the Me Too's out now. This is a dynamic that's been going on because we're both in pain and we both don't know how to to express it. So it ends up in this power struggle that you see in sexuality and other areas, even in workplaces of people trying to find their power. And it's healing now, which is good for everyone, man and woman involved. It's like once we're sensitive and in our power, we can operate from a different place. Yeah. Instead of operating from our fear. So you're feeling the changes, you're shifting. I'm feeling I'm shifting. And I think a lot of us collectively are waking up to like, oh, I can't just keep being the victim. I can't just blame absolutely this person. What am if I'm in this situation a lot, what's going on? And it's normally not even our quote unquote faults, but it's like, oh, this has been a wound running in my family for years. Well, it also wakes you up so yes. that you're not blind to what's happening and the patterns that you've created that might not yes. be serving you very well. Accountability is really, really, really a key. And sometimes yes. we don't want to be like, we don't want to own it. There's many things that I'm like, I could have done this differently. And it takes a while to admit it because you feel like you're less or something like that. But it's so powerful to realize I can change all this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause at first it's almost, what is it? The Pharrell song with lemon Rihanna. It's like the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. And I love that line. I'm like, it's so true. It's like, yeah. Ultimately, it's to set us free. But at first, when you're like seeing it and triggered, you're like, it's thinking ugly. God's it's against ugly you. Shit. Yeah. Why me? Oh, my God. Trust me. A week ago, I was like, I was definitely, what was it? Uh, Nancy Cardigan, Tanya Harding it. <laughs> Why me? You know what I mean? And then I was like, no, this is for whatever reason. And I believe this in most situations, although it's a controversial thing to say that, you know, because even in that situation with Tanya and Nancy, it's like, are you fucking kidding me? She got crowbarred. It's like, who knows how that helped her? 
yeah. maybe she didn't use it in that direction. But like sometimes when we're, se- we're, we're not able to say, I'm it done might have with not something. been a very memorable Olympics if nobody got crowbarred. Oh my like God. that's for sure, right? Well, that's a very dark <laughs> positive, Kyle. Okay, because who gives a shit about I the more for like Nancy and Tanya what they might have gotten out of, especially Nancy, because here she's like, "Why me? Why me?" Well, Tanya, it must like have felt like crazy. I think who, we can't judge because can't who judge. knows? Okay. Maybe she is. Maybe she's not. Maybe there's a middle because we do that. We're like, look maybe at that. They could make us look crazy in a minute if given the right. Oh yeah, if, if my life was edited right now, like it, out of context, oh God, even All in context, it's questionable. All of us. That's why I never wanted to fully do reality was because as much as we're like, ooh, if they edit it Which by the way, way, thank God the show that we were trying to work on a few years ago, I am so glad that fell through. So glad that fell through because I, me would, too. I don't. But same with so many other yeah. things too that I was pushing for. And that's what makes me have faith is like everything that I was like devastated over or I didn't get, career, romance, after and I kept seeing a hawk today, and I knew what it meant. Taking the impersonal perspective, flying a little bit higher to see, because when we get steeped in the drama of like, why me? Why is it? There's always a deeper, bigger reason, even if we can't experience it now. And I try, I saw it, and I was like, okay, I need to keep trying to have that perspective instead of I want to feel the sadness. I don't want to avoid it, and ha- they call it split bria. I don't want to have a spiritual bypass of everything's right. okay, because yeah. then I'm like psycho in a whole other way. But like, I want to be able to feel it, but know that this is all for the best, even if I can't see it or feel that right now. Right. Yeah. Hard as fuck to do. Very hard. But it's where I'm trying to go. And also every moment of our life isn't supposed to be happy. Like, I don't think that's the I know, human right? experience. And it's, you know, I tell <laughs> as that I to, frown. <laughs> I tell that to Maya and she's like, oh, I, you know, sometimes she just isn't having a good day. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I wish I could change it. But that's just life. You're going to have days that feel good and days that feel crappy and just and at least it's it. ever changing yeah because if you didn't i mean it's cliche but if you didn't have like a bad day you wouldn't know what a good day is you don't so it's kind of the balance yeah if we haven't been rejected over things so many times when the one thing that you do get it's so much more exciting because you're like oh i was turned down 12 times and now i finally got you know so it's kind of life yeah. that's such a metaphor for life like yeah it sucks sometimes that you have to know what cold feels like to feel hot but, yeah. you know, essentially, it's like if you got everything you always wanted all the time, you wouldn't feel There'd be nothing alive. nothing to strive for either. I know. You know. But the rejection can feel. When the rejection brings up deeper rejection wounds of yeah. not being good enough, that's when it becomes too painful. That's hard. But I also think having a struggle, it, it, it's made me a little more empathetic to other people. Yes. Like, because I'm like, oh, I can relate to that. Or I can like, you know, I have a, a friend whose father just died recently and I'm like, Sadly, I can relate. You know, I lost my father. So it's like, I feel like I'm the one person that gets a pass when I can say, I understand how you feel. Because people, when they lose someone, they hate. That's kind of like the thing that like, oh, I know how you feel. No, you don't. But it's like, no, yes, I do. So it is, it does make you a little more understanding to like pain and, and. That's so beautiful. And I, I was, when I was in Philly earlier, um, I was in Philly, my grandfather, I don't want to talk about it much, but I was in Philly and I drove past a um, one way street sign, but. It was by a church and it said, serve others. And it stuck. Because first of all, you don't normally see that in a road sign. But I was like, serve others. And and it's reminding me of what you're saying of like, yeah, we go through this, not just for ourselves to grow, but to help others when they're in their wounds and needing. Because what feels better than honestly getting to be there and in this, whatever this earthly thing is with us. If we were alone in this, can you, you know <sighs> what I mean? Like. That's why apocalyptic stuff's so scary. Like to yeah. think of being the only human left and like Oh, that's yeah, not fun. But it's there's um 
in terms of like serving others, there was a really great Buddhist quote. And I think it was, it's called, it says, uh, bring happiness to the listener. Mm. And as a comedian, the first time I saw that, I'm like, well, I certainly didn't get into comedy to, you know, be altruistic and help other people. I did it because I needed a catharsis or whatever reasons that we all Mm. get into it that are insane. But it's nice to know, wait a minute, now I can take this approach take care of the things I need to take care of cathartically and creatively, but also try to bring some smiles and bring happiness to the listener. What you're saying is bringing them some level of um, taking away their their problems there for the moment. And you know what's even, I think, deeper than, not to offend the Buddha, but like <laughs> bringing people authenticity. Because sometimes what a person needs is actually to cry. And it's still almost happiness in a way, right? But sometimes what people want is to... Because a lot of times I'll feel stuck in my emotions and I, I need a good cry. Yeah. But it's very rare that you feel safe with someone that you can release that. And sometimes I find people crying about things that they feel like they couldn't say to anyone else. And, if, you know, at first you're like, oh, shit, I didn't mean for this to go there. But then you're like, no, this person needed to get it out and release this. And they felt safe. And that's what they needed. So sometimes I'm not I like to think it's still happiness in the long run. Yeah. But but um sometimes... Yeah, so I'd say authenticity is an even deeper perspective so, of like so important. Yeah. letting someone be who they are, whether it's happy in that moment, sad in that moment, jealous in that moment. And what I love about you is, I'm not saying I never feel judged because I'm sure like every human things have come up, but ultimately I feel like I'm allowed to be who I am. Well, and I'm judging you disagree. very harshly right now, right this second. I don't like your hair. No, well, <laughs> I love you. Bye, y'all. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's, it's a sloppy ponytail. <laughs> no, I, and I think that's so important to have friends that you can say things to no oh my god I, was, I look at Kyle's hair and it's like these beautiful perfect <laughs> ringlets and I'm like you fucking bitch you like my bulletproof glasses yeah I'm, Kyle's I think I'm looking blind. do you know can I just say the other day get LASIK when I when I I can't because I have astigmatism and it, my eyes are I don't think you can do it I had one with but maybe yours is worse when I went for the massage I took the glasses off got the massage paid walked out walked three blocks I'm like why can't I see why the fuck I'm like oh I left my glasses else's? no I left my glasses back at the place but I walked three blocks and I thought like the world was like Blurry, so I had to go back and get the glasses. Okay, anyway. so you must not have completely <laughs> awful, awful. Eyesight. Here, look. Let me say, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's it's. <laughs> Mine used to be awful. Um, maybe a tiny bit worse than this. Maybe I don't. It's hard when you see someone else. Maybe not. You know what I mean? Because it's hard to. I mean, look. I can wear contact. Like I wear contacts when I, you know, a couple times a week, but. It's yeah. It's you crazy. look good in glasses, so fucking Thank own you. it. I like it. I feel like a, I feel like a very sexy nerd. Um, but everyone, for, well, it's cool that you can do both. You can do sexy nerd some days, and you can be. Well, I have to wear them a lot because I don't know if I ever told you when Maya was a baby. I think I changed her diaper and actually and changed my contact and probably got like shit in my no. eye, and I had this crazy infection. They thought my sister told me she thought I was going to go blind. They didn't let me see my because I had like a blind person's eye. So miraculously. Kyle. I took some like I antibiotics like they were ready to do this crazy sur- I thought I was losing my sight and uh like miraculously I was fine so I can give I can me your see. hand Isn't thank god is not that crazy yeah and my and after the fact everyone around me was like oh my god we really thought you were like you looked like a crazy blind lady it was not that must have been terrifying actually to you know, think you was- might be losing your sight I was so focused on like taking care of her that it was almost like, okay, I don't know what's happening with my eye. These doctors will take care of it. Like, I'll f- And I wasn't really stressed about wow. it. 
That's and, pretty um, amazing. Yeah, no, I just, I felt like I had bigger, bigger things to worry about. And then luckily everything turned out fine. So, yeah. I had an eye thing. How old was I? 18. Because I used to have contacts. And I, this was one of the, no, not one of my last contact issues. One of the biggest contact issues oh, I had. You, your eye got pregnant? That was another one. That- this was bef- this was even worse. And these than are that. like I'm paraphrasing what you said. I'll explain what that means. <laughs> yeah, because people are like, wait, what? But this first time I'm talking about, I I, I hadn't cleaned my contact. I mean, I was 18. I hadn't cleaned my lenses well, and I started getting eye ulcers. Oh, God. where it was a bacteria started eating through my eye, so I obviously couldn't wear contacts for like months. Um, and it was a real wake up call. Like you needed to, if you're gonna wear contacts, you've got to take care of them. Um, but then. Because, and I still took better care of them. But then you're talking about six or seven years ago, contact stuff, dirt got in my eye. And it created not just a sty, which is like a pimple on your eye. It was a chalazion, which is like a colony of styes. Oh, my God. So it was like a turbo sty. It was like a zoo. Everyone, you had like a zoo in it, your stop. eye. Stop. You're going to make it come back. It was so awful. <laughs> Literally, dudes, like it was like... People used to, yeah, because I was doing comedy. So, of course, everyone was like, oh, yeah, you're pregnant. And it lasted nine nine months. So, it made the joke even funnier. Like, yeah, my eye gave birth. But, like, what made it go away, actually, was Epsom salt. It was the only thing that did it. Warm, compress, Epsom salt. Epsom salt is amazing because it really allows the stuff to express. Yes. So, but I had two surgeries on it where they flipped the eyelid and cut. I had two of them. And it still didn't do the trick. You can't tell that, like, your eyes look. It went totally back. Wow. Yeah, God bless. Once again, God bless. Yeah, man. Okay, Jada. Jada's like sitting on my lap and she just like moved in a way that her leg is like right on my vagina. Jada's so cute. I love her so much, (laughs) but like we can't do that. Get off the badge, Jada. Yeah, like, yeah. Sometimes I feel like she wants to crawl right back into my womb. Not that she ever was in there, but you know what? Not like right back, but into a womb and she think like... She could live in my shirt. Like she's like She's so adorable. She's the best. She really is. Just a sweet little happy dog. My bugger. And I, I feed know. her regular food. So like. Like human food. Yeah. Like she. And now she's like. Yeah. I'm not eating that like peasants stuff. <laughs> so her and I are. We're good buds. And I, I get her. Good. Yeah. Make sure she's warm when it's really cold out. She's adorbs. And it's so her. good for Shane. He's so good with her too. Oh. Well it's his dog tur. His dog tur. <laughs> he loves her so much. They fight sometimes more like siblings than her. You know what I mean? Like they can get into moments where. Really? She be like she did. She scratched me. And like, and I used to always think she was the angel. But now I realize she does. They have more of a dominance back and forth where she knows I'm not going to play that. <laughs> but like they, they have sometimes a sibling like fight, but he is her. You have the teacher side dad. of you. Sometimes it's scary. I'm like scared to it. Just you're bringing me back to middle school. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to detention. Kate's not having it. <laughs> I'm sorry it's, it's it's me you know what I mean like I remember when I was student teaching even and I was like young young 20s and one of my supervisors we were having like our class with all of us in student teaching and she was talking about discipline and she just looks at me she loved me and she goes Kate does discipline very very well <laughs> and I and everyone was kind of giggling and I I like it's hard for me to see it at times and but she like meant it as a compliment. But I was like, oh, I forget how That's like good, though. Yeah. I can be the scary teacher of like, we're going to we're going to treat each other right, including the animals. And if not, <laughs> I will burn the wrath of fire upon me. Like, I, you know, it's just part of if me. Not, I'll kill your whole family. That's would never know because I'm here for love. But like I say what I think in a world that's still not used to always, you know, so like but I think it also leads into my mission as I sound crazy of like standing up for 
people and animals and helping to change the paradigm of like, this isn't okay. And we need to speak up. Yeah. And that's what I loved about teaching was like when I saw students bullying each other or whatever, I loved every student. So I wouldn't take sides. I wouldn't um, embarrass one, but I'd be like, yo, this is not how we treat like yeah, I'm right. doing it. This is not how we treat each other. And like, I would sit them down and I would talk about bullying in a real way. And I would give like personal stories that didn't get crazy of just like, yeah, it's not okay to do that. And it hurts. And people, you don't know what they're actually feeling inside. And so part, yeah, so I definitely have that and I'm not going to lose it because I think it's one of my best qualities. No, it's such a good quality. And but you're, I forget you're like that Maya, I'm, you're like a justice warrior too. Like it's, yeah. I think that there are people that but just But you can't. are too. Yeah. Yeah. But I think- Maybe um, you're getting back in touch with it lately or something. I've been, you know, it's funny because my daughter's sort of taken over that. Like she has, um, I was, I was Aww, proud of yeah. her. There was a kid in her class who's like- He's somewhat, I think, on the spectrum autism-wise, but he's, like, um, well enough and capable enough to be in, like, a regular school setting, but he's definitely, like, different, and she's known him since kindergarten, and they're in seventh grade now, and I guess one kid was kind of making fun of him, and so Maya just got up and was like, leave him alone, dumbass. So her teachers were like, we're so proud of her that she stood up for him, but maybe she can just try to change the language. This and is so, such a good story. And I was so like, so I told her, I was like, first of all, I'm not mad at you. Like, I'm really proud of you, but like, try not to get yourself in trouble. There's a too. way to stand There's up. A, for, right. Yeah. So it's funny because I feel like she's sort of taking that position <laughs> it's beautiful I think you both I think she gets it from you and yeah I used to in school joke I'm like I'm the bully squasher but not in like a I don't want to humiliate the bully either yeah um because a bully is someone who's it, just yeah. hurting anyway and we've all been bullies in our own probably hidden ways we, we could bully our oh, yeah. spouses boyfriends girlfriends kids and we don't want to often see it yeah especially as a parent when you no, start seeing the ways that you've abused your own power but you know you get to a place where you're like Boundaries are great. Compassion, loving kindness, and all that is also just as necessary. And they have to be in relationship, yeah. which on the tree of life is Gavora and Hesed, by the way, which Ooh, yeah. we'll get into that whole thing later. But I brought it up a bit on the podcast. So when I when I see such an obvious thing, I like to just be like, by yeah, the way. Yeah. I like it. I want to hear more about it. The tree of life's pretty dope. No matter what, even if you're atheist-ish, agnostic, sacred geometry has been around in different cultures forever. Like, you That's can so go cool. to pyramids in Egypt and find a lot of these sacred symbols that they were awakened to. So do you even think like the, the aliens Ankh. built the pyramids? I'm not sure. I think back then there might have been a more open communication with other civilizations. And it might not have been that they built it, but communication was open. So there were more sharing of, hey, this is better than that. Not better, but easier than yeah. that way. So whether they built it or just assisted in knowledge like teachers kind of like hey we've been there whatever yeah. um but i definitely think back then i mean e even in like hieroglyphics you find symbols of alien ships i get all my education on that from ancient aliens do so. you do you watch <laughs> i love that i do i like it it's a cool somebody robert told me his science teacher was like oh that shows fake or something da, 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 da. but i'm like i don't know it's interesting everyone's allowed to have their own beliefs i personally think and look, there are books now, like government officials go on the record. They is like literally since, what the book's since called. Since like uh, Truman or something, there's been like official 
records There's, there are like records. sworn to secrecy as supposedly like under bush there was some crazy shit that happened and of course like, but i also get why anything. it's a secret because most people are not ready for that knowledge it, people are too fear-based to open up to okay what does that mean because then they think immediately like oh my god we're under attack it's like no 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 they've been but also people believe in it and it's you know they believe in like these ridiculous stories from the bible like that noah whatever built this ark and somebody lived in the, in the in a way. but it's like my i say ridiculous because the people that will believe that will completely dismiss you as insane oh i hear what you're saying you're, they'll you know, be open-minded in one place right so it's kind of like another. it doesn't make sense it has to you know i don't in know. terms of noah and all those stuff by the way too I, so I often believe, and I, this isn't my original thought either, because a lot of teachers in my school would say this, that they're metaphorical symbols of lessons. Right. That's what I would guess. But but also, I'm also like, but who knows the original of that lesson? But um, so like knowing the art could represent an emotional flood coming through and no one believing you as you're trying to. Yeah, th- there's, yeah. there's a lot because a lot of us have intuition and we're like, no, you're not. You know, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And who really will listen? Who will see you yeah. in those moments? Um. We've done 51 minutes. We're not done yet, but we can talk. We can talk. Definitely. We can talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And Kyle, this was years ago. I remember Shane and I went to a, a I believe it was a Buddhist temple yes. service with you. The, yeah. SGI. And the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've been really tuned in for a while. When did you, have you always been tuned in since like birth? No. Um. I, so my mom started going to these she had a really bad breakup and she went to some um tw- like a church recommended by a 12 step program thing and she i remember being like 12 years old and she's like will you go with me and i was like okay and we went one day and it was very it was um i can't remember the name of it but it was like they meditated it was sort of a very non dogmatic approach to christianity and so i was i always remembered all the stuff that I did with her when we would go there. She med- She used to meditate all the time. She actually burnt our house down once um, from forgetting to blow the candles out. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I came home from school and I, my friends are like, oh, there's a fire truck. And I'm like, oh, who's... Was your house okay? She burned the whole top floor Jeez. for forgetting to blow That's out intense. a candle. Yeah. Yeah. That's and like then big it, deal it was, fire. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. But nobody, everybody was okay. No one was there. She like met, she would get up every morning, Thank meditate, God. leave, and she just forgot to blow out the fucking candle. Yeah. So there you go. I so. have my candle on right now. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no. And then I, I think I was just always on a quest for, like I never, I didn't take like traditional like Catholic views as the word. I kind of was always skeptical, but open. Yeah. So, you know, after my after my father died and then my mother died like two years later it was kind of like this whole open wound of like what is the point of my existence what am I doing and then I would get I would read a lot I read a lot of eastern philosophy stuff not committing to anything really but just being open to like oh this is how they do this this is how they do that and then when my kids were little I'm like I should probably they were baptized in the catholic church but um more just to appease you know my family my father-in-law and stuff like that but um I started getting into Nichiren Buddhism, which is mm-hmm. where they chant Nam Myoho Renge Kyo. And I just thought that's a really simple, easy way to teach the kids, bring out the best in yourself. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obstacles are blessings because they help you. That's like the ba- main Beautiful. thing. So I've fallen off a little bit the last couple of years. I don't go to meet because they do a lot of meetings and that's I just okay. don't have time for that. Like I don't want to go well, to for someone's me, house. And- what I loved about was that you were exploring truth and yeah you know what I mean like it's not about because sometimes you explore something and you're like okay this isn't 
the exact thing for me, but I liked where it was taking Parts me. Of it, yeah. And yeah. yeah, I just love that you've always been such like a a peaceful seeking warrior who's also very fiery and like, yeah, like, but you've always been such a sensitive soul and you see it in your kids and the fact that like they're badass kids, but they're also very sensitive and I artistic. want them to have, I think religion's interesting and I, I didn't necessarily decide like, ah, I'm not going to really bring my kids up one specific way. It just kind of happened that, um, I didn't want to take them to church every week and be like, oh, this is really bullshit, but okay, you got to believe something. So I present stuff to them the way I do when Benny will say to me, he's like, what happens when you die? I don't know. I have no idea. Nobody knows. We really don't. We have, I have some ideas of what I think happens, but I can't give you any certainty. Um, from a young age, I've taught them about, you know, we're all mortals. We're going to, we're all going to die someday. That's what, Sweet it's, dreams. but I try to, like, <laughs> but I try to like make them not have a, a, a scary view of it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's going to happen like to everybody. Like it's just this, yeah, just a matter of fact, this is how it is. Um, hopefully you're going to re- live really long lives. You probably will. Most of us will, you know, but that's just, and I think I'm also you're like that so just because, funny. well, because like I, you know, lost my parents, you know, in my early twenties, which I didn't expect, you know? And so it's like, I think that if someone had taught me these things can happen, I don't know if it would have softened the blow, but it was like, I don't think so. Was, I mean, who it knows? Was, it was painful. It was shocking. It was, so, it was so many different emotions. So it's like, if I can take one of those emotions of like shock out of the picture, I don't know, maybe that'll. I don't know if we ever can. I mean, maybe, but what I realized, can't give too much away, but what I realized this weekend as a family member's struggling is no matter how prepared you think you are, whatever, death takes on a whole life of its own. Oh, yeah. Which is a funny sentence, but um, yeah, I don't want to go too into it. It's too, it's too emotional for me, but um, as much as we try to prepare for not just that kind of a death, but even like things in life that we aren't really looking forward to happening, it's like all you can really do is be in the present moment because you know mm-hmm. like, you, you when something tragic happens or something that you don't want to happen happens, nothing can prepare you. Right. I mean, you can in a somewhat way, like doing the spiritual work that we do and trying to have kindness does soften things like that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're still in the moment. Like when you feel like you got sucker punched by God, yeah, you're swimming. You're suddenly, you know, but I do think, I know that recently when I had the big thing that happened to me that I just was like, Okay, like all of the practices that I've been putting into play and working my ass off like now. Right. Okay, I need support. Okay, let me call my mom and, and see if I can go there. And I didn't even tell her fully what was going on, um, at least at first-ish. But like, no, still not fully. I just, it didn't matter. I was like, I need to be around people. Um, I'm going to be kind to myself. I don't want to act out. I'm in a lot mm-hmm. of pain. I don't yeah. want to go to old behaviors to feel tough or safe I want to really just be present and take care of myself that's such a level of personal involvement to recognize you don't want to go back to old behaviors because that's hard habits it will only hurt me sometimes we do things to spite someone else and it's really just hurting you so I've come to that place where I'm like no I'm not going to do anything like to hurt any other people in this like I'm going to feel my pain do what I need to do but like I want the best for everyone so I'm like what do you do you know what I mean? I'm just going to take care of myself and try to have grace and strength and yet still be who I am and not hide either. Because um, sometimes we want to go in that direction too. Of I'm just going to hide. I'm like, no, I'm not going to hide. I'm not going to go aggressive. I'm just going to be me. Cry mm-hmm. when I need to cry. 
get the support I need and yeah, yeah. want the best for everyone. Yeah. I think that's the way to do it. Yeah, what else can you do? Mm-hmm. Girl. Girl. Amen. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Kyle, where can they find you? Oh, in a box under a, uh, let's see. No. Um, I am. I am a, <laughs> I'm a teacher. No, Kyle. No bullying. Yourself. Um, no bullying no myself. yourself. Let's see. Uh, you can go to kyleocasio.com and my schedule's on there. So I'm, I think I'm in Connecticut and I don't know when this is coming out, but. I don't know. Just go to my Soon-ish. website. Just go to the schedule. KyloCasio.com. And I'm also selling oh, flasks. And oh, you're, oh, yes. So, tell about my your flask. My flask. So I, uh, I, I have this uh, little, it's a cute flask and it says, uh, don't judge me. I'm a mom, but I also have ones that are just have like little pieces of my stand up. And so you can be a guy and buy a cute pink flask if you want. Um, and on the back, it says this is kale juice. So no one will know that you or <laughs> someone close to you is a functional alcoholic. Like you could just get it. It's cute. You put it in your purse, take it to the airport. It's under three ounces. It's fun. You could even put apple cider you could vinegar. Put apple, you could do whatever you want. Do a little you shot of apple cider vinegar. To, it could be, a, it, you can use you it for healthy things. Shake. Even yes. if you don't drink. Yes. You can, we can be healthy or Weed not. grass shots. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, so you can get that. They're $15 and they're amazing. So I love, I've, I I've seen them on Instagram. One. I'm going to bring you one. Well, yeah, I would love, they're so cool. <laughs> they're so pretty and hot pink. They're fun. Yeah. They did really, over the holidays, person. I sold a lot of them. It was really Go fun. Kyle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And for me, <gasps> okay, so my album is coming out February 16th. February, thank you. February 2nd is my pre-order. So there's a pre-order so you guys can officially buy it February 2nd, the 16th. Um, I'm having an album release comedy show slash party. February, February, maybe, yeah, maybe I should bring the shirts. Mm -hmm. Thank you. February 25th at 7 o'clock, New York Comedy Club. We're going to have a promo code. Not sure, but yeah, it's probably going to be Wolf. I would guess it's Wolf. Um, Two Fs. So yeah, so that's going to be February 25th. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, Labia Game, the rap video is going to be out um, February 23rd. So I'm very excited for February. I'm living for this video. I love I you. Um, yeah, I'm excited for you to see it. And yeah, Twitter, Instagram at the Kate Wolf website, thekatewolf.com. If you want a tarot or whatever, healing, uh, kwolf27 at gmail.com. And thank you all so much. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.